Welcome to the Crone Zone. My name is Annie Conboy and I'm a medium and psychic who in these podcasts hopes to share with you some of the thoughts and inspirations that my guides bring me in my day-to-day life. Today I'd like to talk about saving the world with critical thinking. This question or this subject came up this week when I was talking to several very good friends. People who I can have deep and meaningful and fun and enjoyable conversations with. People who, like me, are looking at the world events at the moment and wondering what exactly is going on. People who have opened up to the intuitive flow of energy can feel the fear but want to make sense of life all the same. And the way that I do that is to have conversations with my friends and with my guides to get some sense from what's happening. We have just had uh, the relaxation of measures to help us from stopping falling ill through a new condition, COVID, that's a world pandemic. We are seeing the rise of um, a fascist kind of thinking and ideology and some neat confidence tricks to get us to look in the other direction while certain liberties and rights get removed from all over the world, communities uh, being marginalised, being targeted and being destroyed. So part of um, my questions to my guides were very much about what's going on, why is this happening, what's happening to humanity, Uh, are we, uh, as the Galactic Confederation um, kind of uh, smilingly says to me from time to time, in our teenage rebellion phase, are we going to come out of it okay, and what will help us come out of this please? Of course, um, For the more evolved non-physical beings, what we are experiencing is to them perfectly normal. We are being tested and challenged through a series of events to help us to recognise the strength that comes from consciously uniting, from consciously committing to each other, to humanity and to doing the best for everyone meaning that some of us let some of our agenda slide it's the adult way to do it to work in collaboration to recognize that my needs and someone else's needs are are on an equal footing and that we have to find a way through that honors those needs amongst us as best as possible to act for the greater good 
to find that lovely flow of altruism that sits within us in the secret messiah that is our uh, divine spark. To recognise, like children don't do, that we're not going to be rescued by anything higher than us, that the world is not going to change unless we make the effort to change it ourselves. And to understand that we have to parent ourselves. We have to look inward, not outward, for the solutions and be prepared to work together as a team rather than a diverse bunch of individuals. My guides love uh, that I studied management theory (laughs) and that quite often the psychology of leadership comes into the discussions that we have because to be a leader you have to be able to lead yourself. To be a leader you have to take the stress of being out ahead alone seeing things from a different point of view but enjoying it and finding the passion in what you're doing even if you're the only one banging the drum in that rhythm and to recognize a beautiful reality in the cycle of growth that as humans we get together in groups we form groups And in those groups, we try to find a commonality. What do we share? What is the same about us? We norm in those groups. And then we start to storm. We start to find the differences, particularly different points of view. And we have to do some reflecting and holding to account, some listening and sharing and being vulnerable while we storm through making a team happen, a group happen, a community grow together. Because what then happens is if we grow together, we can perform, we can do better, we can make the differences, make the changes, we can make them within ourselves comfortable in the knowledge that we're not the only ones changing. And that it's okay to be vulnerable because people have got our backs. People want to help. People want to support. That's the team performing, going forward. And that's the emphasis that my guides put on this time that we're going through. Where there's information and misinformation where there are confidence tricks being played to try to get us to think in certain ways. It's true, humans are susceptible to marketing, to clever marketing. We like to be led. That's the child within us wanting someone outside to take responsibility and to take the blame when it isn't working the way we expect it to work. So, if we think about all of that and we think about saving the world and making it better and making the changes move us in the positive direction to a choice of conscious unity, the key thing that we have to have is critical thinking. We have to question. 
We have to say, where's the evidence for that? I'm reading, uh, if I choose to, lots and lots and lots of conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm reading lots of uh, statements about groups of people that are contradictory to the, the reality of what those groups represent. And it's up to me to challenge that in my own head in the first place to say, well, is that correct? Where is the evidence? Reflecting on what I'm being told and holding the teller to account. I'm fascinated how um, uh, the Antifa uh, groups have suddenly become a movement. They were disparate little groups doing their own thing, but all of a sudden they've been turned into a movement. And worst of all, they've been turned into a movement to deflect from the Black Lives Matter movement. They've become identified as the same as the Black Lives Matter movement. Although both have some similarities in what they hope to achieve, sometimes the ideology is very different. But they've been turned and linked together in order to justify actual fascist actions. Um, authoritarian because that's what fascism is about authoritarian and dictatorship type um, actions and I have to say this isn't happening just in one country in the world this is happening across the world it's like a them and us has got into misinformation about who are them and a, a, a hero ship awarded to us so the white supremacists who are actually fascists <laughs> become the um, heroes of the hour. It's like saying the Nazis are good and, and that's bizarre because the received wisdom is the Nazis are bad, especially what it led to. So we need to think about what we are told and what we're reading and where we go for our source material. Do we look to history? Do we look back and understand the real meaning of the words uh, that we are using? Because I'm sure that if anybody actually studied the anti-fascist ideologies in terms of why they arose and what they were in response to, we would never dream of saying they were bad in their thinking. We might say we don't agree with their actions, but that's a very different thing. But we might say, actually, I'm an anti-fascist too. But right now, saying that can get you labelled in a bad way. You're the bad guy. So I love that my guides make me think about this by asking me questions and by getting me to ask them questions and by reminding me to ask where is the evidence for this who is saying this and what are their credentials and why would they say this what is their agenda
What's that all about? It's important to cultivate critical thinking for another reason. If we don't think critically, if we don't reflect, then we are accepting, we are taking on board someone else's worldview. And we might be trying to fit in with that community without realising that some of the values that community holds are actually the complete opposite of our own. I would be distraught to consider myself a white supremacist because their values are definitely not mine. But if I accept some of the things that are being said about the Antifa, the anti-fascists, then I'm going into a choice of following some ideologies that are even worse, in my opinion. And that's what it's all about. Do I understand what I'm signing up to if I follow them and us? If I decide to put myself in one camp or the other? And this is the problem that we really face in saving the world. Children think in black and white. Children think literally. Teenagers think in black and white with added emotion. And to the galactic peoples, to the guides and inspirers, we are teenagers still thinking in black and white instead of shades of grey. There are differences. There are differences amongst us and that's absolutely fine. It's more interesting to have some differences. But it's vital that we teach ourselves to recognise and to approve and, and hold to account for those similarities. Underneath the skin, we're absolutely the same. Our physiology in our bodies, our genetics, the way it works... Humanity is all the same. What isn't is critical thinking. Because for most of us, it's been stripped away in the education that we've had that we don't think. It's easier for those in power to divide and conquer if people don't think. If people soak up everything that they're told. One of the first things my guides insisted on keeping me doing or starting me doing or making me doing, whatever way you want to describe it, is to think about what I was doing when I connected with them. Is to help me to have a healthy amount of doubt so that I could ask them questions so that I didn't think they needed to be on a pedestal and special, that they were any more uh, enlightened than me. They wanted that challenge. They wanted me to ask for evidence. 
They wanted me to work it out logically. Well, if this happens, why does that happen afterwards? Or why does that flow from that? They wanted me to understand the nuts and bolts of mediumship so that I could see how it hung together from my own experiences, not simply from what somebody told me and especially not from what my guides said because I needed to do the forming, norming, storming and performing with them. They needed me to get to a place of trust that was built on the freedom to question. My absolute right to say no if I didn't agree. That free will choice that we say is so precious, but then we pay attention and take on board other people's interpretations. My guides were very clear until I learned to say no, they would not let me access all of the abilities that I could put into practice. I had to be a thinking, reflective medium. And I had to be able to think critically about all the influences that relate to spirituality. How could I practice my own spirituality if I didn't know what it was? If I was following along with what someone else told me? Because maybe their experience wasn't the same as my experience. We may have similarities, but we are unique. So our, our experiences will have differences. There will be variance, to use a scientific term. And... This is the part that is hard to convey to people sometimes. That everybody works differently from a different set of principles and experiences that drive what we do. And until we actually stop and say what's the same and what's different in our practices, in the way that we live... How can we work out what is the best thing to show others? How can we give others the freedom to think critically about their own abilities? Not to criticise, but to understand. It's like a watch, pulling it apart to see how it works and then putting it back together again. Having a deeper level of understanding of how to tell the time and even better what to do if the watch stops so here we are as humanity pulling apart the watch sorting out what works and what's not working and reflecting on it and even starting to hold people to account to hold those who have the reins of power to account and we can't be di directed away we shouldn't be directed away by the conspiracies by the misinformation by the tricks the slate of hand magic that happens when 
we're presented with things. We should learn our history, all of it, not the bits that were taught in school that dress up stuff. Um, I'm absolutely fascinated and I know my guides and I have lots of discussions about um, the United Kingdom at the moment and in particular uh, the attitude that somehow there's still an empire with colonies to rule. There's an empire state of mind going on in, in England certainly that seems to forget the misery and the pain inflicted by that empire on a multitude of countries across the world and a legacy that's not really very proud and not really standing up to the bright light of day. It's very murky and yet we still want to hold on to it somehow. What I prefer is what my guides bring me, the understanding that we go through these tests in order to work out what is the best way to live as a community? What is the best way to start to understand that we are a global species, that we have to um, acknowledge our similarities much louder, much clearer, in a more focused way? We have to educate, um, we have to allow those young people, those um, beings we call children to be able to question and to offer their take on things. What I'm fascinated by with the crystal children is that actually they are much more grown up than us potentially adult um, members of the species because we're still in that teenage energy, that storming energy and the crystals are ready to perform. They'd like us to get our act together. So they ask lots of really, really challenging questions. They hold us to account. They say, if you love each other, if you love the world, why do you act the way you do towards each other? I'll never forget my daughter telling me that she wanted to go back where it was pink and perfect because at least there, nobody did horrible stuff to one another. When I asked her what she meant, she said, we, we are so cruel with our words, our thinking, our energy, our feelings. We radiate a level of uh, cruelty to others we don't even care about or acknowledge and of course she meant that we have these secret thoughts that we think are there and nobody knows about where we are better than everyone else remember a podcast on one-upmanship if you haven't heard one up one down please direct yourself to that because it explains it a lot more we have split and become divided because we don't think critically and we don't hold ourselves to account. So we can talk spirituality or religion, 
and go away and do something that's totally opposite to what we say we believe in. And this is the key, helping our children to help us to become more grown up. Recognising that in their truths, they see more than we do. And helping them to come to the understanding that we are working on the grey areas. We are trying to improve those grey bits, the fuzzy bits, the muddled bits, the thinking that isn't straight and honest and pure. And that we will get better over time at performing together as a conscious unity. That we can hold ourselves to account in positive ways and not judge ourselves harshly because I'm back to where I started. It starts within us in recognising that we are the ones who need to save the world. No one else can do it. There isn't a saviour riding in on a white horse with a sword to enact vengeance or wave a magic wand and put everything right. We're the teenagers being asked to clean up our bedrooms. And for anybody who has teenagers or has had teenagers, that always seems to be a sticking point. And I do remember that as a teenager for myself. <laughs> so holding ourselves to account, learning to ask questions about what we're told, about the way that some people present the world to us, being clear that we want to move forward in positive ways and that perhaps we're going to have to give up some of our cherished ideas about the world in order to make that movement forward. I'm very inspired by the young people who are doing the Friday strikes to help us to notice the climate change issues that we face. Undoubtedly, the climate on this planet is changing. Undoubtedly, we will have to shift uh, what activities we do and how we do them and where we do them. It's a, a momentum that I don't see changing anytime soon. And the guides tell me it won't. We have to deal with what has been created. We can deal with it if we accept that perhaps we have to open our mind to the idea that the climate is shifting. We have to open our mind to the ideas about how we live, the ways in which we get shelter and food, and that all of us have to take a shared responsibility for ensuring that everyone has what they need and what they require. That's critical thinking. We may disagree about ways to do it, but let's get on the same page about what is actually happening and needs to be sorted. That's the first step. Working out clearly what is going on 
and how we need to change. That doesn't come by sitting back and feeding your own fear. That comes by being bold enough to question and to say, well, there is this evidence. Let's look at this evidence. Let's take this evidence on board and let's change somehow what we are doing so that we can deal with it and do things differently for the greater good. The guides are very keen on this. They always have been with me and I'm sure they will continue to be with me. Very keen that I accept my responsibility. The right to be human is mine and the responsibility to act as a best human that I can is also mine. I can't avoid that responsibility even if I might want to because in the end, avoiding brings us nothing but division, brings us nothing but misery and brings us to a dead end, a halt where life isn't passionate and joyful. It's flat and meaningless. I'm keeping my critical thinking. I'm going to keep asking the questions and being curious and pointing out things and trying to get a debate going amongst people about how we can become united rather than them and us. Because for me, it's a step in critical thinking that can save the world. Thank you for listening. <laughs>